Far off, in the distant skies of worlds unknown, there flies a ship called the Kurgan. Aboard, some of the toughest sons of guns for hire this wild universe ever knew. They are the Misery Loves Company. Clyde was standing on the top of a building in a schmaltzy city, a place he would never visit if he hadn't been paid to do it. The life raft of the Kurgan sat on the roof with him nearby, a base, a place of comfort in this nightmare of buildings and people. He never felt comfortable around this many. He felt like they could read his thoughts. Now he knew they could quite literally see straight through him. He looked at the target building from every angle, watched the entrances, the exits. He felt ready to enter. Clyde's body was now like a void, like he'd been turned inside out. He could hold guns and ammo on the inside of himself, like he had a million hands where his lungs used to be. He checked his customized sniper rifle, polished out any dust he could find. He saw his reflection, twisted in the neon light of a darkened city. It always caught him by surprise. He missed his mohawk, missed how his body used to feel when he nailed a tricky shot. Ahab's voice brought him back to the present. Everything good? Yeah, I'm eating. During the mission? As far as I'm concerned, this is the mission. Oh, whatever. Clyde? Busy. Keep in touch. Clyde looked across the busy street. He saw the quite literal window of opportunity. He pocketed his favorite rifle, some knives, some ammo, felt his body turn into weightless smoke and like a pillar of ash flew across the space and entered the open window in the target building. He reformed once he was inside. Kirkin, how busy is this floor? I'm unable to see the building. I cannot find the location of either the target server or the person you were requested to kill. What do you mean? My data tells me you are on top of an empty building. I know this is incorrect, but I can't seem to perceive it. I'm also finding it incredibly difficult to communicate with you. Hey, Hap, Clyde, I'm about to make a lot of noise. Be ready on your planets. They're gonna know. Thanks for the uncare. Can you give me ten minutes? Hello? Kurgan? Can you hear me at all? Damn it. Ugh. I mean, at the end of the day, we're basically inside a completely shielded fortress. You couldn't even break out of here without everyone knowing, but getting a smoke break once every two hours. Holy shit, better call those shark slappers and resources. Better have a ton of meetings about it. Better get real mad for no reason. Clyde, hearing the guards approaching, floated his way to the roof of the room and slowly withdrew two knives from his chest. Two lizard-like man-beasts entered the small room he was in. Yeah, but you're kind of an asshole about it. You can, like, just walk off. Just... Go off for a minute. Don't make a big deal about it. It's the ethics of the thing. The principle. I'm not a prisoner here. You write me a paycheck. You're paying my insurance, for heaven's sake. You gotta play by their rules. 
We have received reports of two marriages. Everyone, high alert. We're going into lockdown. Great. On our way. Clyde stretched himself down to their level. One of the guards was dead before their body even hit the ground. Don't say a word. Nothing. Your servers. I didn't know everything about this place. I'm going to report this. Do you see your friend's blood on the floor? Yes. Let me ask you one more time. The server. The layout of the building. Tell me. It's kind of a lot to explain. Then you're going to take me to I it. I can't. Did you not hear? We've had two, three facilities under attack. I have places I have to go. Then you're going to have to forget for a minute. My record is spotless, you asshole. Clyde, sensing the sort of person he was dealing with, struck the man on his arm with his knife the depth of a fairly bad paper cut. Holy shit, please, please, I'm sorry, please don't kill me. Walk. The man, who it should be noted was not even bleeding, now feared for his life. He clutched the wound on his arm as if the whole limb would fall off and opened the office room's door. Do anything stupid. And I'll take your eyes. Yes, sir. Clyde dissolved into dust and stuck to the man's back, a perfectly matched shadow. Armed guards of all types rushed by them as if they weren't even there. Where's your designation, son? I I'm not sure. I'm, I'm trying to find the server room. The server room? It's imperative that I find the server room. What's your name? I'm not... What's wrong with your face, son? Listen, you got no business being in the server room. If that wasn't your designation, we're going to have to take you down to the main office and write this up. Clyde, sure the ruse was up, had slowly drifted into the well-dressed lizard man's nostrils, expanding into his skull and killing the man slowly. My face. My record. Ugh. What's all this claptrap nonsense? We got a war going on and you're smoking like a teenager in a high school parking lot. Face Party's record. <laughs> Holy spinach and artichoke salad dressing. Son, your head just exploded. Folks, we got a situation on the 19th floor. Some schmuck's head just downright smashed itself into the utmost gorific scene under the threat of disciplinary action. It's not pretty. I gotta find out what's going on in the server room. Someone clean up this guy's face, please. Clyde fitted himself to the new alien's back. A sharply dressed, if particularly unpleasant-smelling beast with a prominent bow tie that may or may not have been comprised of their own flesh. Even in this tense situation, he did not feel the once-present joy from the hunt. The bow-tied freak led him directly to a nearby lab. Several aliens inside were chained to desks, writing code in the dark room. The bow-tied manager entered a code and walked inside. Hey guys, some problems. It looks like a bunch of our stuff is being blown up around the galaxy right now, so uh, watch your buttholes. If you see anything weird, let someone know. Please give us food. Oh, mister, I need to eat to survive over here. What a baby. I'll have someone bring you a taco or something. We can't keep going under these conditions. Please just let us go. That's all the upper guys. Sorry, can't do nothing for you. As the bowtie beast sealed the door behind him, Clyde reformed inside. You the triple seven techs? Yes, please. Don't please. talk. Don't move. Go down the hall. There's an office with a dead guy inside of it. Stay there. Clyde pulled a small device from the air, it seemed to the others, and held it to the chains that held the text. It resonated with a very specific frequency, shattering the metal that bound them. Before you go, where's the servers here? It's up one floor. Listen, there's a... There's a thing up there. What thing? We're not sure. I don't know if it's a living thing or something else, but it it's pure evil. I'll keep my eyes on it. 
you must understand. It already has its eyes on you. Don't worry. I already died once, maybe twice. I'll be fine. Here's a knife. You try not to die. Clyde handed the knife off to the leader and set off for the next floor. He stuck close to the ceiling of the office building, moving quickly. More armed guards passed, but none thought it to look up. He searched the next floor, finally finding a secured room. He peered into it, seeing a number of armed guards in front of a sterile room with an ocular lock. He didn't think he'd be able to slide under that one. There it is. Sitting pretty. Clyde reformed, adjusted his personal weapon for close fire range, and walked right in. Who wants to give up an eye for that door? Who the shit are you? My name's Clyde, and I'm here on a very important mission to cut the eyes out of your face. Kill him! They fired their weapons. They tore through Clyde's very cool desert warrior clothing, spraying the wall and door behind him with bullets. Did every single one of us just miss? No. It's just my turn. Oh, thank you. A volunteer. Good. Wait, 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 wait. Thanks for your assistance. We can help you in any other way. Please, talk to resources downstairs. Clyde pointed his gun at the schmuck without looking and pulled the trigger. Clyde held the now detached eyeball from the ocular scanner, which opened the door to the clean room. Clyde decided to keep the eye for Bernie as a souvenir. He walked into the massive, cool, clean server room. He set up a data transfer. Then suddenly... Former member of the Triple Seven Mercenary Army. Currently employed with an outfit known as the Misery Loves <clears throat> Company. What? what? What are you? The shadowy figure had blasted Clyde with some kind of unknown energy. He hadn't felt pain at all in years, much less something this horrible. His whole body screamed in agony. Clyde couldn't make out the thing that had attacked him. He could feel something. First, he felt naive. He'd gone so long without discovering a vulnerability to his body's state that he simply thought there wasn't one. This false idea had rooted deeply into his mind. He felt the malaise of his invulnerability reduce itself to terror. Thick, heavy, lucid. They call me Hexel. I am... In some ways, like you, Clyde. I'm not going to kill you. Clyde, I won't even stop you. You can take your data. Go back to your friends. I'm not a bad thing. I'm... One who watches. And you have a gift. Something remarkable, beautiful. I was hoping you would come, Clyde. I want you to remember what happened to you. I'm going to take the memory. I'm going to breathe it in. I'm going to have it. Ugh. Think. 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 I see you. I see the place. And there, 
There he is. Clyde felt his head exploding with agony. His pain was voiceless, his body frozen. Hexel looked deep into Clyde, stretching and expanding inside of his memory. It was a mission, right before Dom left. Left. He and Ahab were clashing often now. Bitterness was sinking in, wasn't it? Bernie had just joined. He was fighting outside of this place, this facility. The mission was to capture a bounty who seemingly didn't exist. Ahab had been beaten nearly to death. He was trapped in something. A weapon they'd never seen before. A chamber. Remember, Clyde! Think! Leave him, Clyde. He's dead already. He's too weak. There's too many to kill, and I'm not good enough. My hands, they're gone. Something took Dom's hands. You couldn't leave Rahab. He couldn't leave. You went into the chamber. There was violence erupting all around you. Fire, smoke, blood thick in the air. I'm not going without him, Dom. I'm not going anywhere if he's not alive. Come on, Ahab. I'm leaving you both. Goodbye. Come on, man. You can make it. <sighs> Damn it, Clyde. <sighs> what happened? What is this? He left us. Dom. Is he alive? No. He... Something happened. The weapon began to spin up. The cell was closing. Get out of here, Clyde. Go. You picked up Ahab. He began to walk too slow. You pushed him. The door. It sealed you in. You looked up for the last time you felt heat. And until me, fear. No! Stand now, Clyde. I remember as if it were me. I remember now. Goodbye, Clyde. Clyde found himself standing exactly where he had been. He jerked his head around. The pain had disappeared. He wasn't even sure it had ever been there. Kurgan, are you there? Company member Clyde, I've been attempting to reach you. The barrier around the building is gone. I can see you now. Something happened to me. What's going on? There's the hostages. Bring the life raft around, pick them up. I'll be there in a minute. Understood, company member Clyde. We'll talk later. Yeah, we will. Clyde offloaded all the data he could retrieve from the central server. He looked around in a daze, feeling like part of that being was still in his mind, but it really was gone. So was Clyde. He fled the building, boarded the Kurgan with the 777 hostages, and he was out. Then, in the room outside, people started moving. Oh, wow. Oh my god, my eye is completely gone. You're alive too? I thought he shot you in the head. I was playing dead over here. I knew that guy was going to kill all of us, so I just laid down. Yeah, he just pointed his gun without looking and fired. 
He missed probably by, geez, what is that, like four feet? Impressively bad shot. Man, you are bleeding like crazy. Yeah, he pulled out my eye. That's going to be badass when it stops hurting. Want to know the craziest thing? What's that? My dad, seriously, not a joke, my dad lost the exact same eye defending this building back when he was my exact age. Get the hell out of here. I'm not messing with you, dude, at all. Oh, oh God, wow, I am in agonizing pain. You're probably in shock. Yeah, I think I'm definitely getting there. I gotta tell my dad, though, I, I, you know, I think he's finally going to be proud of me. That's heavy, bud. I'm just, I'm in a lot of pain. My adrenaline's going crazy. I just, I really believe he's gonna see that I'm worth being called his son now. Yeah, you guys are finally going to see eye to eye. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, we need to find someone important and tell them what's happened in here. After that, I'll take you to the hospital. Maybe we can get some coffee later. Wow. You know, I'd really like that. I've always kind of wanted to take you out. Really? I think you're... Well, to be honest, I'm... I don't know how to say it. I've always liked you. That's so sweet. I didn't know. I had no idea. (laughs) It's true. Listen... You stay here, and I'm going to find someone to help with all of these, well, all of our dead friends. Okay. I'll be back in a minute. Wow. I can't believe she... Wow. My dad... I gotta say, I think things are finally looking up for me. Word of the Misery Loves Company's exploits are sure to reach the top now. And who is this mysterious new enemy, Hexel? What does he want with Clyde's memories? Will this new couple, forged by Clyde's incompetent lazy gunfire, make it in today's fast-paced, high-stress world? All this and more in the next episode of The Misery Loves Company. Episode 9, The Delivery, or The Parting Glass. The Misery Loves Company is written, directed, and produced by Morgan Stewart and stars Derek Huss, Katie Pappas, Jake Roberts, Ryan Sheehy, and Morgan Stewart. Guests in this episode were Rebecca Booth, Sarah Shepard, Ian Lawrence, and Brianne Hollis. Music was provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. To learn more about the cast, read production notes, or complete scripts, head to MLCPodcast.com.